Welcome to Overboost 47. Overboost is a podcast interview series featuring discussions with speedrunners about their history in speedrunning and gaming and the runs they're passionate about. I'm your host, PMC Trilogy, and with me today is Matt Apocalypse. Matt, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. I love to start these off with with current events, and there is nothing more topical in speedrunning right now than SGDQ submissions, which were Uh suddenly thrust upon all of us. Uh, I noticed via the magic of Twitter and and social media uh, that you uh, have also uh, submitted. And so I did, yes. I wanted to ask because this is a, this is a question that like I, I will often bring up in the script. If I can tell someone's interested in GDQ, I will ask the question: If you could get any game automatically in, what would it be? And so let's pretend the games committee is listening to this podcast. What for is me to, for me to watch or for me to play? For you to play for a submission that you would run because you submitted runs. So what submission uh-huh. do you most want? To get in Dark, to the event, Dark Souls Three, all bosses, all bosses specifically. Mm-hmm. Now, is I there any any particular like, reason for that? It's just like your your favorite run of the of the bunch? Well, um, it's kind of the run that people know me for the mm-hmm. most. Uh, in addition to that, I think it's just one of the best speed runs around. That's why I ran it for so long. Um, there's so many good things about it. Like, there's a good balance between action to good movement the boss fights are all engaging they're not all scripted they're all very reactive and the rng is very minimal like some people will complain they'll be like oh my god i I lost time to rng but like you can negate the the rng with just like good skill and playing well like yeah sure you'll lose like maybe three to five seconds but if you play well you'll never be in a situation where you'll lose like 20 seconds you know that's that's what makes it such a good good speed run and the skips are awesome mm. yeah so it sounds like it's one of those situations too where uh because you can manage things you know like the little bits of rng and stuff like that it's also ends up being a, a reliable marathon showcase as well of course yes and there are so many ways to make it safe and there are so many backups and that's just through playing the game and like being knowledgeable on how to protect your run and how to keep it going and so it sounded like you actually had an answer for the other question you thought I might have been asking, which is, mm-hmm. is there, are there are there other people that you're rooting for to get runs in? Is there anybody you're like, oh, you know, it'd be awesome if my if my buddy so-and-so got this in? Of course, my buddy Fudge Cow and Dark Sassy. Have you heard of Dark Sassy? I have not. I have not. Please tell me. Or, or is this Dark is this Sassy, a meme? Dark Sassy is a, an amazing. <laughs> it's an amazing uh, action RPG adventure. Very, uh, okay. very similar to Dark Souls. Like the, you put them side by side, and they're very. It's a very similar looking experience. You should, if you have a second, you can you can Google what this game looks like. It's quite incredible. Wait, wait. How's this? How's this spell? Oh no, is it is it S A S I? Is that it? Yes. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm pulling up the Steam page right now. Oh, this um, looks like a real one. <laughs> um, and actually, like something for me to watch. Actually, would I would love to watch mm-hmm. um, near automata e ending. I think that speedrun is fantastic. I don't run it myself, but I love watching that speedrun, and I love that game. 
and I'm very excited for the near replicant remake that's coming out. Mm, that is coming out soon. That is. Yeah. Yeah, I hope, I hope that month. delivers because I feel like there's a lot of buzz around that, and like mm-hmm. we don't have too many games coming out right now, so I really hope people get good games. Uh, all right, well let's go. Let's go back in time then. I, I think we we we've shown enough there for right now. Where does gaming? start for you where, where does that enter into your life through certain friends family um well my earliest memory of gaming was um 1992 when i was a wee wee boy of the age of two mm. um uh, i don't know if like he tr- my father tried to get me to play the game any earlier than that but i just remember playing super mario world with my dad at the time two years old um, the game's really simple. You just hold right and jump sometimes. Um, I was unable to mechanically perform the fly input. Mm. So me um, trying to figure out how to beat this game without fly was uh, eventually I got to the point where I learned that the blue Yoshi can fly if you eat a shell. So I worked my way through that game without the cape which is like the best part of that game mm-hmm, yeah. by using the blue Yoshi <laughs> because I, my hands could not perform the fly input at that age. So wait, you were, so you were aware of it. It wasn't, it wasn't, you know, you were completely ignorant of the existence of the Cape. It was just, well, I watched my dad and my sister do the fly thing. I just couldn't get the timing down. So, cause you know, my, my little two year old fingers couldn't do the movements correctly. <laughs> Have you ever come back to the game to to redeem? Oh yeah. Okay. Um. So for the longest time, uh, my friends and I thought that ninety-seven star meant that I was at ninety-seven percent completion, and we kept replaying the game, trying to figure out where the last three percent was until like about the fourth time we got ninety-seven percent, we realized. Because I mean, because there was no internet, mm-hmm. so you couldn't just look this up and be like, "Is this everything?" So we were like really confused. We thought we missed dragon coins or something. And we finally just figured out like 97 star was complete 100% completion in that game. <laughs> no, that's an interesting point to bring up about like resources. Cause you're mentioning you really didn't have access to the internet when you're trying to, trying to figure this out with your, your friends at the time. But I can mm-hmm. definitely remember, for example, like, um, uh, you're like original Pokemon that, even when you did have access video to the internet rumors. yeah right video game rumors right right like what what was it like you know there's a if you can get the truck to move by the ssn or something like that that's how you get mew dude yeah absolutely that's mew easy you you gotta you gotta trade cut early cut the thing and then ssn with strength and sir i don't know i don't even remember how it works but get surf early go over there or something and somehow there was no mew <laughs> there wasn't yeah, there wasn't there have you been able to hold on to some of that original stuff that you grew up with or or is that is that super nintendo gone to the wind yeah i still have that super nintendo and i have a a lot of the games i still have my original n64 that i grew up with um i never got to keep the playstation that i had um it was with my dad and i don't know what he did with the playstation i still have my playstation 2 so i still have that and i still have my xbox 360 so kind of feel like a hoarder having all of it because i don't really use a lot of it especially now since i finally built a pc Mm -hmm. over the last year and now all i care about is my pc gaming i'm like a pc elitist now i never thought i would be that but here i am 
it's it's a real quality improvement on gaming yeah the pc tends to smooth a lot of things out when you really have it all together uh i'm not you know it just ends up being like that now so this is you know speedrun interviews we're mostly going to be talking about single player games as i mentioned Mm -hmm. earlier you know dark souls 3 is a big one for you but i'm always interested to ask uh what have been big multiplayer games for you over time and this can be anything like couch co-op n64 league of legends Uh dota you know what's been some big stuff for you in that way i used to be part of the fighting game community Ooh, fgc tell me more that's how i got into 2014 that's how i got into the twitch was i i loved watching marvel versus that's how i got into twitch yeah yeah i always watched evo like from justin tv days Mm. and uh in between that, so I watched Evo like every year. I watch. That's the only tournament I knew about because I think that was the one that's promoted the most, right? Um, you know, Moment Thirty Seven and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I watched Evo every year, and then I didn't quite join the FGC till like way later. Um, I got into League of Legends around like two thousand nine and played that game way too much for like a couple years. <laughs> Quit on season three, and then I got. I just was working a lot and I wasn't really gaming. I was playing music. And so I was focused on that. And then come 2014 is when I watched Evo again. And I was like, why don't I play fighting games? I love street fighter. I always played fighting games like casually. Like I did like arcade mode for street fighter. I I played mash buttons with my friends. And then I was like, had this like big idea. I was like, I'm going to join the FGC. And it was a great idea. But it was also a very time-consuming yeah. idea, I found out. Um, I remember my first time I met up with my local uh, fighting game community. I don't think I've lost that many games in a row of a fighting game before. Like, ever. But it, it was it was very eye-opening how good you could get at those games. Like, And so, instead, of, I could have just quit right there. But then I was like, nah, nah, nah. <laughs> So I just grinded it out until I started, you know, maybe winning one out of 20. And then I eventually started winning one out of 10. And then eventually I was winning more than I was losing. And it was was a really good feeling. And I actually got to travel and do Evo. And I went to like um, NorCal Regionals. I did like uh, CEO, the one in Florida. Mm -hmm. Um, I even lived in Northern California and did like some of the big tournament big local tournaments there and i made a lot of friends in the fighting game community so that's uh that's pretty much like what got me even started streaming on twitch was fighting games that's cool i i actually i had no idea coming into this so certainly sometimes i have like you know approached people because i know they have you know connections and i think it's interesting i previously uh previously i've had you know a few people who've gone to different smash things like xanadu and stuff like that and also Mm -hmm. um de cosmic i've had on the on the podcast who had done some marvel stuff in uh, the delaware maryland area um but that's really really neat that you got all that travel experience that you mm-hmm. mentioned briefly uh you said street fighter was that kind of was that your main thing or was, were you mostly playing other games i was mostly playing street fighter okay. so i like started in 2014 that was when ultra street fighter 4 just dropped mm-hmm. and um so I, I started there like i had the vanilla street fighter 4 but i mean it's outdated so i i updated everyone was really good at street fighter 4 because the game had been out for years so i was really excited when street fighter 5 came out because i was like oh it's a fresh start we'll all be on the same level and that's actually where i had my most success in the fighting game community was um 
with Street Fighter Five. I even made it out of my Evo pools that year Ooh. and made it to second round where mm-hmm. I didn't make it farther, but I got uh, I, I got in like the I don't remember what it was. Is it uh, is in the top percentage of Evo that year? Which I mean, if you're like, making it out of pools, you're certainly in some top percentage for sure. Yeah. <laughs> But like that was that was a really good year for me, and like I got to do a lot of traveling for fighting games that year, and meet a lot of friends, and it was it was a good time. What were your big characters in uh, in Ultra and in Five? Well, when Ultra dropped, I played uh, the new character Decapre, which everyone complained about because she was like cheap when she came out. Which I love. I don't care about. I oh, love yeah. playing, uh, top tier and Pick cheap top stuff. Tier. I mean, I I speed run, so I love the broken stuff. I love uh, the quote-unquote cheating. <laughs> and then what about for five? Uh, when the game came out, I played uh, Chun-Li, and then I eventually played Kami. And then, um, so I played Chun-Li, Kami, I played Sakura, and Ibuki. So, like, if they were, if they had, like, a like slight hint that they were maybe top tier, I would play them. <laughs> I mean, I'll tell you, I, I don't know if you're familiar with it, but I, I feel like I, all the time I have to share the, the Sanford Kelly video where he says, pick a top tier. Just to yep, like, pick a top tier. Pick a top tier. <laughs> Make the money Always. work for you. <laughs> uh, so that's that's essential. Essential advice. Man, that's neat. I, I'm really, really, uh, and also just to hear all the, the experience traveling. Now, at this point, are you mostly out of that uh, in terms of like regularly playing? Uh, Certainly, as you yeah. said, it's very time consuming. Yeah, I don't. It's because I spend my time practicing speedrunning. I don't really. I kind of stay away from it because practicing fighting games is like a lot. It, like it, it's so much commitment, and so speedrunning. So I guess the what I've moved on to casually for multiplayer is just like Apex Legends and stuff because mm-hmm. it's really quick. It's straightforward. It can be in and out if I want to. So yeah, no, that's and I fair. can just hang out with friends. <laughs> That's important too. I honestly, I feel like that's one of the. I, I don't know if you ever had like a. Sounds like maybe PC gaming was later on for you, but like I think I definitely mm-hmm. miss is the sort of like pre matchmaking era of PC gaming multiplayer where you would hang out in public servers and like dedicated <laughs> yeah. servers and you know like you wouldn't have to worry about always being matched to people of similar skill level in both directions. Of course, you know sometimes you get stomped, sometimes you stomp other people, but. Um, but you would often end up with the same group of people, and I, I kind of always always think about that era uh, very mm-hmm. very fondly. Um, oh, here's a here's a milestone question. We're, we're we're kind of tracking your gaming history until we get up to the how did you learn about speedrunning question. But I always do like to ask because at this point, you know, we're we're adults with with jobs and income and living situations and all that, and it so that means at some point you took ownership of your gaming hobby. It stopped being something that your family was sharing with you as you mentioned you know, your your father sharing mm-hmm. the super nintendo and it was like nope it turns out i have like six consoles and a gaming pc now like that that and so somewhere along the way do you feel like there was a a milestone when you went out with your own money and either like bought a console for the first time you know from a job or bought uh bought like a made a, a pc it sounds like maybe this is your first pc so maybe a console do you have any milestone like that um Well, kind of. I guess, like, when I started getting, like, expendable income, like, whenever I was, like, I used to live in a rural town, so we would try, we could, we went to the, like, city to get groceries and stuff, and, like, go shopping and, like, have fun and stuff, and when we were in town, I was like, hey, mom, can we stop at this used video game shop? I gotta, 
I gotta browse because I gotta get me like I gotta look at the Super Nintendo games. I gotta look look for a new Final Fantasy. I gotta get like a like a SquareSoft game or something like a JRPG. Mm-hmm. Like I was always I got like like I learned about Chrono Trigger. I learned about Final Fantasy VI, and that was like my thing for the longest time. I was like I gotta play all the JRPGs because that that was just like so cool when I was um. When I don't even remember how old I was, probably like 11, 12, 13, somewhere around there is when I was like starting to spend money on just like games. No, that Use sounds games. right. So, so mm-hmm. I guess from, from there then, what I, so I guess PlayStation like one and two stuff was still hot at that time that you would have been spending your own money yeah, on the, the games. The PlayStation two came out and I remember how excited I was when I bought final fantasy 10 on release day. And uh, I, I, I had never been that excited for a game like and it delivered too, which oh, was the yeah. best part because I had like that's the problem I have with a lot of games is like you get like super amped and then like you're so amped you get like kind of disappointed <laughs> when you get it. But that game I had so much like hype for and then it just delivered on all ends for me. I was like, this is the best game. <laughs> this is kind of a dead meme, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Uh, best Final Fantasy? Uh I think my favorite one's like seven or six. Okay. Like those are the ones that I played the most growing up. Yeah. And I could answer with Chrono Trigger if that counts, but <laughs> I mean, it's, it's close. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's definitely got elements. I mean, you got a lot of the important people involved, uh, mm-hmm. for sure. All right. Well, let's, let's get to the, the important, uh, foundational question. And how'd you first learn about speedrunning? Um, I first learned about speedrunning when I was watching YouTube late at night one night, and I saw Runner Guy's Ocarina of Time speedrun from GDQ, the one with the uh, the sewing girl. That that one. I don't know if you remember that. The one where the, very the sewing girl familiar. like interrupt interrupted it and like told a story, and it was like really awkward. It's kind of oh. infamous. Infamous I don't know. GDQ I, I, run. I'm the sort of person who usually like avoids staring into the bright sun of deeply embarrassing moments. <laughs> So I've probably never I mean, watched it's, it. It's a really good run, but mm. it's memorable because right. there was that really awkward moment. It's like old GDQ where yeah. there was a lot of awkward moments. It was the same year um, Narcissa did uh, Ocarina Any Percent as well. So right. 2013 GDQ. Okay. Oh yeah. I, I think I know. I, I know. I definitely caught that one. I just don't. Was it? Was this like a, a long? Like, you said of Ocarina of Time, right? So it's probably like a yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So it I was probably, like a very old route that was like four <laughs> and a half hours or something. Maybe it was like five. I don't remember how long it was, but that was when Runner Guy was like very active. Um, and then so when I was watching Twitch, like I'd usually watch either fighting games or I'd watch League of Legends stuff. Eventually, I was like, you know, I really like this uh, Runner Guy speedrunning stuff. So I looked at the Ocarina of Time directory. And that's when I saw Clint Stevens stream. And that was way back then. I would just watch him until like, so I'd start, I, I should be sleeping because I'd have work in the morning and I'd like boot it up. I was like trying to go to bed. It'd be like one o'clock in the morning and then the run would get going and I'd be like, oh, well, I got to see him finish the run. And then he would reset and I was like, okay, well, I, maybe, I'll, maybe he'll get another run going. This run's like four hours long. So I just continue watching, and then and it's five o'clock in the morning. I have to work at like eight in the morning. I'm like, oh crap! What did oh, no. I do? <laughs> Mistakes were made. Yeah, I mean, like it's very comfy to like lay in bed and watch speed runs, but it's a trap. Oh yeah, oh hundred <laughs> percent. So at what point did you think? Because I mean, I, I assume while you're, you know, you talked about what was it, you know, uh, 2014 events, right? So you're you're discovering mm-hmm. speed running 
while you're still involved with things like the FGC and things like that, at what point did you think, mm-hmm. hey, I could do this myself. I could speedrun the video games. It was kind of an accident, to be honest. Because <laughs> I had started streaming myself, mm-hmm. and I didn't know what I wanted to stream. I was just streaming random games here and there. I'd moved, and I, I don't know, I didn't have a PC for gaming and streaming. I was streaming off my PS4. Uh, I was watching, I was like, watching my friend play Bloodborne, and then I kind of was playing Bloodborne, and then one night, uh, my friend hosted this guy who was speedrunning Bloodborne, and I got really invested in watching him speedrun Bloodborne. I was like, this is really cool. Um, this runner, this is, uh, this runner is DJ Natty. He, okay. um, also does Dark Souls, uh, with me now, but, um... I watched his. I think I watched his Bloodborne All Bosses speed run like every single night, like, um, for I don't know how long he was grinding it, but it was like how I winded down again late night watching speed. Mm-hmm. Run. Yep, always comes back to it. <laughs> and I, and then eventually I was like, I think I want to do that because I really like Bloodborne, and um, I just talked to him and got to know him, became friends with him, and. I just asked him, I was like, hey, how do I start speedrunning Bloodborne? And he's like, oh yeah, it's easy. Here, he sent me all the stuff. And I was like, all right, <laughs> here we go. And that's when I did my first speed game as any, uh, Bloodborne Any Percent. Yeah. Uh, I, current I, patch. I feel like Bloodborne is a fairly popular game. I think that's reasonable to say. So I imagine yeah, yeah. the resources for a new runner were probably pretty good. Like, would you have they're, like- they're not good. Oh, they're not good. Oh, no. <laughs> they're not organized. <laughs> So what did you have to work with then as a, as a first-time uh, well, runner? Luckily, my resources were the runners. Mm-hmm. I just became friends with all the runners, <laughs> and that's what I did. I watched them run the game. I asked questions. When things went wrong for me, I clip it. I send it to them. They go, oh, just do this. And they're like, oh, yeah, by the way, this guide exists. It's like none of the stuff is like collected or like in a very easily accessible place it's all just scattered so if i ask enough questions and like talk and involve myself with the right people they have all the answers i need and they would just like funnel me all the information i needed at all times it's just getting it all started was just a mess Mm, yeah no i mean that's the sort of i feel like that sort of thing is like the the optimal condition like when you can have it like if you can always just have live human beings who are experts in the field then by all means that's uh that's a great resource but it can be Mm -hmm. difficult to establish those connections well that's why it was very valuable that i made the friends Mm -hmm. that i did because they were i they continue to support me and help me get better at all of my speedrun games because the nice thing about it is like we all run the same games right right, right, so we continue to build off each other and um it's it's a really good good friendship i've made between like a bunch of runners it's it's really good all right so i want to get some some speed game takes here we've established now that bloodborne did you now when you when you started running bloodborne did you start with a particular category yeah any percent current patch okay yeah yeah. but then i moved on to all bosses later and did you feel like all bosses was more your speed in the end, or was was any percent? Yes. Okay. Any percent Bloodborne is a struggle, and it is more of a struggle now since they uh, discovered the new skip, which made like your base level fighting one of the hardest bosses already, and it's 
it's kind of a co- like that one is a coin flip because uh, are you familiar with the Boston Bloodborne? No, I I so one of my later questions for you is going to be for someone who's never played a Souls game, what would be your recommendation for first? We'll get to that question, but okay, that should tell you that I don't know anything. Okay, okay, okay. Well, there's just this boss in in that run which is very notorious and he's the this boss is already hard and uh with an upgraded weapon it's very precise but then you make it even harder by not upgrading your weapon and that being optimal sadly they had to they had to time this and it turns out not leveling up before this boss was faster it's just harder and very coin flippy because you can either save all the time or you can just cry and lose all the time. Where does the the coin flip come from? Is it just surviving the boss or like doing damage quickly yes. enough? Okay. Because in this boss fight, there's like all of these spiders that are in the arena. In so like trash mobs, and normally when you level up your weapon, they die in like two hits. But since you're on base weapon, it takes so many hits to kill these spiders. And then you're also chucking a consumable like a Molotov across mm. the arena to keep it safe because when you enter a later phase in the fight, the boss starts exploding and then shooting missiles at you and erupting the ground. And you pretty much avoid all that when you upgrade your weapon Mm -hmm. because you kill it before it gets to do any of that. (laughs) So that's what, that's what makes any percent just hell on earth. (laughs) So you have not run the game yet with this new skip. Nope. I have not learned the new skip that happened when I moved on to dark souls (laughs) three. Not just in time, I'm conveniently. Sure. Yeah, conveniently. <laughs> so, of all the games that you have done speedruns of, I mean, I know I see, you know, uh, well, three games in, in total, five different categories in your speedrun profile. I don't know if you've done others. You know, ever not everyone always submits all their times, which is fine. What is your favorite speedrun, meaning game and category, that you've done out of all the ones that you've done? Uh, Dark Souls Three, all bosses, like very very easily my favorite one i've done right close with hollow knight though i'm really a big fan of hollow knight okay right now yeah (laughs) people seem to love a few a few weeks back i had m ray on the podcast he's very much into hollow knight stuff and uh they were a lot of fun to talk to about that game well what about the flip side then and we maybe so i I feel like we already kind of answered the dark souls 3 bosses thing because you mentioned you know that was the one that you wanted Mm -hmm. uh, most for for gdq uh, do we already know then the one that is your least favorite speedrun out of all of the speedruns that you've done? Um, probably Bloodborne. Any percent mm. current patch. It's <laughs> <laughs> like we might have just answered this question. Yeah, yeah. Um, e- like even without the new skip, any percent is it doesn't even it has like none of the good bosses. It, well, it has like one good boss, but. Yeah, it just like doesn't have any of the fun stuff. Like the DLC of Bloodborne is like one of the like probably the best DLC that From Software has made for on any of the games. And not it just feels wrong to not do the DLC when you play through Bloodborne. Just like it kind of feels kind of wrong in Dark Souls 3, but the base game bosses in Dark Souls 3 like are good enough that it doesn't matter to me. <laughs> right, 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 right. No, that, that works out. All right. How about a game that you would like to speedrun yourself, uh, but you have not gotten around to it yet, either for time reasons or it just doesn't fit with what you're doing right now? Near Automata E ending. So now uh, I, I have not played that yet myself. My understanding, when you say 
the speedrun category is E ending. Does that imply mm-hmm. like you have to do multiple playthroughs to get to the E ending, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. So it would be uh, all of those playthroughs to get and it would uh-huh. be some it's not some kind of new game plus category. Correct. Okay. You just uh so in Yokotaro's games he puts five endings in usually or something like that. And uh the fifth ending I guess is like the true ending in your automata. So um you play through the game basically three ish times mm-hmm. and you get the, the E ending. I don't know if you've played it, so I'll keep the spoilers low. You should play it I, so if you haven't. I'll <laughs> tell you right now that like the main way I, I do casual stuff, I mean this is I hate to include an advertisement for my regular ass streaming in the podcast, but mm-hmm. I have like a poll system where I let people vote on games and, and Near Automata has been close to winning a few times. So I imagine within a few months I'll it'll probably enter my life and we'll, we'll see what happens. That'll, that'll Some of happen. my friends uh, call near Automata a trigger word for me because as soon as I hear it, I just like, <laughs> have you played the game? Did I hear near? Have you heard what, the what, good what, news, what, sir? Two B, two B, A two? Yeah. What? Near Automata? Like I, I've been, I do like the um, obligatory near Automata shill post on social media just to remind people that they should play the game. <laughs> well, I- it's my propaganda. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See, I'm surprised. I guess we'll we'll see what happen what hold the future holds. I and mean, obviously, right now you're involved in Hollow Knight, but I mean, if you're such mm-hmm. an advantage, how long how long is that category? I haven't actually I haven't actually checked. Um, this. it's like a little under four hours okay. right now. I think so. That's a different that's a different kind of beast than. Uh, I've never run a category that long. Yeah. I want to learn a Hollow Knight category that's like around that time too. Oh yeah, I've never that. tackled a speed run that long. The longest speed run I do is Dark Souls Three All Bosses. <laughs> Right, and that's only yeah an hour, hour and a quarter in game time. So I imagine a little mm-hmm. longer. That's like an hour and a half. Okay, okay. How about your favorite speedrun to watch that you have no plans to run yourself? Ocarina of Time, hundred percent. I still watch like the SRM stuff and the no SRM runs. Uh, I've been watching uh, ZFG glitchy. Um, Axel Larson, they run 100% Ocarina Time all the time. Uh, I also like watching like another runner, Richard Sage, do um, Ganon kill the the Ganon source requirement stuff, like the old any percent stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I also watch a lot of Super Mario 64. Uh, I don't. Okay, I've been suggested to run the game, but I don't know <laughs> if I'd want to run the game. It it it's always been like one of my favorite speed runs to watch, like. Um. So old Nintendo games, I like watching those speedruns, <laughs> mm-hmm. but I don't have any plans of running them. <laughs> no, no, you don't want to. What about like the blindfolded? You're not gonna. Oh no, I won't do a blindfolded <laughs> run. That looks like way too much commitment. Or the uh, the other one that was really good was a, a few weeks ago. I had um, I had Peking Boo on the pocket. Yeah, Peking Boo, of course, is the runner who did uh, Celeste all seasides on dance pads, mm-hmm. and. Uh, they uh he has done uh 16 star super 64 yeah. on dance pads which is uh that's interesting that's uh you know a choice was made uh, yeah i also got really into watching distortion do granny speed running <laughs> have you is, heard of that I, i've heard of distortion but i've not heard of granny speed running <laughs> it's this stupid meme game that he started playing and i just watch him speed run it and he just like clips through walls and beats it in like an hour and <laughs> Or not an hour, a minute and thirty seconds. So and it's, it's a game. 
Yes, it's like a mobile game that they ported to Steam, mm-hmm. and it's really scuffed, but it's really entertaining to watch. And then the speedrun is also entertaining to watch because it has cool skips and stuff. So I watched, I watched him do that, and I got really invested in watching Granny. But I'm not going to speedrun it myself. I mean, sometimes it's like that where I, you know, when you get into a, a routine of watching someone do a speedrun, like especially if they have a goal, right? Like they're uh-huh. they're working towards something that gets really compelling if you can incorporate it into a part of your routine, like like going to sleep. I bought another one of my friends that game to watch them play it as well. I was like, I was in their chat. I was like, hey, you should play Granny. He's like, what the heck is Granny? I was like, I mean, you like Baldi's Basics. You know what Baldi's Basics, that stupid game? <laughs> that's a that's another meme game that that guy um, is really into. So I was like, I feel like Baldi's Basics. I'm sure, sure you'll like Granny. Yeah. And then sure enough, he had work in the morning, but he was up all night playing Granny's. <laughs> Have you even played this game casually? Do you own this game? I was gonna buy it and stream it because it's a good game. Okay, all right. I was just checking. I was like, you don't have to speed run it, but I was making my friends play it, and I was like, while having fun watching Distortion play it. (laughs) I mean, that's good too. I'm glad to hear that too because I I feel like sometimes when I, when when you learn about someone and they become really well known for like a particular game or particular set of games, um, you know, there can be this pressure that like, oh, this is this is what you do now. You can never, you know, not play a Souls game or not play GTA or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, lo- I love hearing when someone who is known for something is also doing something else and, and having fun. Yeah. I mean, currently right now, I've been trying to do some casual stuff, too, because I feel like I spend too much of my energy on just, like, one thing at a time, like speedrunning friends. And so I'm trying to, like, chill a little bit and not burn myself out on, on like, speedrunning. Because that's very easy to do. Because you get very, you can get very motivated. Tunnel visions, like this is my goal. I got to do it. And then you start getting frustrated. And I want to avoid that yeah. entirely. Move in the future. So you mentioned so. before in the, in the when I, I think when I asked you about uh, you know how you ended up doing your first speed run, uh, you mentioned your original interest in streaming was not speed running. What 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 got you into wanting to stream in the first place? Was it just sort of like an excuse to go fighting through your backlog? Oh, it was fighting games. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so it was fighting games, and then funny enough, so I got I, I I got my first viewership from playing like fighting games. That was like pretty much what what got me my affiliate or whatever mm-hmm. was I was playing fighting games, and then someone bought me Dark Souls three for PS four with all the dlc and i was like oh sure i'll play this sure and i had a lot of fun playing dark souls 3 and i was like that's cool and then i moved on to like stream- streaming breath of the wild and i played through breath of the wild and i was like streaming's kind of fun you know i started getting to know other twitch streamers and um started getting into variety streaming and then did that and i still didn't know what i was streaming and then eventually that's when i met the Bloodborne speedrunners, right. and then it was all it was all speedrunning from there, challenge running, speedrunning, and then I just like got swallowed whole by the Souls community. <laughs> they uh, they like sucked me in, and then like that's that everyone in the Souls community knows me and treats me really well now. So, so yeah, because I, I was curious because you have done other things like FGC, uh, and and you had just done general variety streaming, but uh, before maybe settling more firmly into speedrunning. Um, I wasn't sure what the history was with, um, you know, with getting like Twitch partner and things like that. Like, was that mostly through like speedrunning dark souls three or. Yeah, it was. Okay. 
Yeah. Um. So I kind of, I kind of, uh, my stream kind of picked up a little bit playing Bloodborne, but like, surprisingly, Bloodborne is still kind of niche compared to Dark Souls. So like, when you tell, when I like, I thought this was strange because mm-hmm. from like, if you're in the gaming community, like everyone knows, I feel like what Bloodborne is. But then like, there's like more casual gamers that kind of game on the side. If I'd say like, "Hey, I play Bloodborne," they're like, "I don't know what that is," and I just say Dark Souls, and they go, "I know what that is." Oh. Like Dark Souls is more of a common household name than Bloodborne mm-hmm. is, and um, that might be due to Dark Souls being more on like uh, PC and consoles versus you know Bloodborne's PS4 exclusive. So I think that's probably why everyone knows what Dark Souls is. And then the meme is, um, "This is the Dark Souls of whatever you yeah. know." I roll. <laughs> that's- <laughs> Oh Everything is Dark Souls now. <laughs> I can only imagine what it must be like to have to live with that meme, like being involved with with Speed Souls. Is there mm-hmm. like are there any sort of like inner Speed Souls uh, variations on that meme? Because like, I I have to imagine if you get like I would assume that someone would come into your chat and like bring this up or something like that, and it just sort of you know again it's like bringing up best Final Fantasy in a Final Fantasy speedrunners chat or something. Um, well, you know, you can, you can only hear get good so many times <laughs> right. before oh, yeah. you, you want, you, you just, you have a knee jerk reaction to seeing it. Like, <laughs> I think I start just grimacing now when I see the term get good. Right. I'm like, uh, just how long, how old is dark souls now? Like 11 years, 10 years, something yeah, like that. Yeah, longer <laughs> if you count demon souls, right? You know? Yeah. And people are still making that joke. <laughs> And then um, the one that's like really, really like starting to like get to me is just calling everything Dark Souls. Mm-hmm. Like I made this joke about this all the time. It's like if someone sees a roll mechan- a dodge roll mechanic, it's automatically a, a Souls like game. Just like there's a meme going around that if like a game has outdoor aesthetic, it's a Breath of the Wild clone. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's like <laughs> well, this one mechan- it must mean you know. But like it's funny to call that a meme but like some people really do operate that way um like Mm -hmm. my area of expertise tends to be like a lot of like late 90s games and i'm like i'm into first person shooters and things like that and the thing that wilds me out every time i'll I'll find some late 90s uh like very like exploratory slow-paced sci-fi first person shooter and i'll be like what Mm -hmm. was the critical reception to this back then and i'll be like this was a doom clone i'm like what (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it, i mean i guess you do shoot guns in first person like sure you well know. i mean i'm pretty sure chex quest was a doom clone you remember that game yeah although like that that's on the same engine though right yeah, you know, yeah. it's, like, <laughs> it's I'll, literally I'll a clone one. it's on build engine i'll accept that <laughs> that's reasonable but i know i know what you're saying <laughs> yeah yeah no it, but and like another thing too is that like it's especially funny when there is clearly a genre of games that people can't coin a term for and so they end up having to like depend on the, the like the trendsetter as a, as a crutch um like i'm also involved with gta stuff and so mm. open world action games in a city where you can you know drive cars and stuff get called gta clones and some Pe- people yeah. get real mad about it <laughs> don't people call like yakuza gta clone which is very wrong oh that's very wrong yeah that was i think it was yeah. like a marketing misconception I, I think at this point because of how popular uh yeah because it's become like i i feel like we're over that but i also do yeah i have played a bunch of them and like i know yakuza speedrunners so i probably have too far 
into like the the scene to like make a judgment mm-hmm. on that but yeah like i feel like people see like you running around a city it must be a gta clone like i mean like if it's made by rockstar it, it can be you know probably considered a gta clone i mean red dead plays like a gta game kind of <laughs> yeah basically is it just yeah it's just it's with horses instead of cars right? your cowboy instead doesn't bully play like a gta game too yeah, from what I understand, that it has is sort of a similar. I mean, I imagine it's also render rare. Same Rockstar is just reskinning their games under our noses. Yeah, <laughs> it would be nice They're if they made games, games again, but you know. <laughs> yeah, that is true. It's GTA Five forever. That's it. That's the last game. You don't need another game. Mm-hmm. They're really pushing the uh, one game. I mean, I, I think uh, some ga- some game companies are pushing that anyway. Oh I mean, yeah very marketable i mean look at riot riot pretty mm-hmm. much showed that that's you know small indie company riot games <laughs> just I, I, making a killing off their one game that that has been out since like 2009 or whatever that's still the wildest thing in the world i mean the only time i ever played a moba was original dota in like 2005 mm-hmm. 2006 and so like i did that went to college came back from college and drinking more than i should have and suddenly everyone is playing this like Dota lookalike. And I'm like, what mm-hmm. is going on? I don't understand. How did this, <laughs> how did I the world at change? It and I saw Warcraft 3. I was like, mm-hmm. this looks like a Warcraft 3 game. Yep. Like, no, it's really cool. I was like, what is this? <laughs> and then I got sucked in for like two years. Yeah, I never really came back to it, which is probably came back to Dota, which is probably for the best from, from what I'm told. Uh, so that's, uh, you know, that's how it is. I wanted to ask, actually, I follow up on something else, because you mentioned when you got into Dark Souls 3, uh, or, I mean, Bloodborne and Dark Souls 3, uh, you start getting involved with Speed Souls. Uh, one of the VODs that you had sent to me was you participating uh, in the, uh, I guess it was the Speed Souls All Bosses Relay, and I think you were yep. doing the Dark yep. Souls 3 uh, All Bosses portion of that. Um, so I wanted to ask, like, you know, obviously you you run some of the games so like just by mm-hmm. virtue of that you're you're familiar with speed soul stuff do you get like involved in like the organizational side of that at all like and you like how did you end up being involved in the relay um well i'm part of the the twitch team speed souls okay. so and speed souls is like the epicenter of all things speed running involved with all of those games mm-hmm. and that's where like you can find most of your resources they have a wiki and then once you're in the Discord, you have like all these people you can communicate with. There's all these like specialized channels for asking questions, posting runs, um, just setting up races, making friends, looking for people who stream it, clips of dumb things that happen in your speed run to be like, hey, don't let this happen to you, stuff like that. And then like um moving from there, like people knew me from Speed Souls, I'm on the Twitch team. Um, I recently did commentary for their um, showcase where two runners did a glitchless race and I commentated for them. And then, of course, you saw the VOD of me participating in the charity marathon for um, the All Bosses Relay, which was my first marathon, which I was kind of nervous for. But now that that's out of the way and I've done a marathon, that's what prompted me to submit yeah, to why GDQ. Not, right? So, yeah. And then, like, I recently became a um, SRC uh, verifier. So just very involved in the community and like involved in like helping other runners run, trying to help them like get better at the games, trying to encourage them to beat my time. So it motivates me to run because I got lazy sometimes. I'm like, you know, it's, I like competition, like I'm mm-hmm. a competitive person. So 
that's what's nice about speedrunning is it like drives me to like compete against myself while also competing with like rivals and peers and you know having fun gaming and getting replayability out of my game like i'd say like i definitely got my money's worth out of dark souls and all those games just through speedrunning I'm I'm glad I asked the question because I always want to highlight the uh, the labor that's done in terms of you know not only the maintenance of the community resources like the wiki discord uh, but mm-hmm. also things like leaderboard moderation uh, I feel like <laughs> in whatever reason people are always <laughs> mad about leaderboards and um, and everyone needs to chill everyone needs to calm down and be patient and uh, and I would appreciate people who are taking the time uh, to yeah. verify runs well uh, people forget that. This is voluntary, like, free time that people are spending to moderate these leaderboards. And so it's going to be okay if your run isn't verified two days after you posted it. Like, they'll get to it. <laughs> yeah, no, for yeah. sure. What, like, all, uh, now, so you said you're, you're, uh, you're one of the verifiers. Is that just for a particular game? Or are you, like, on, is it on the whole series or? Uh, Dark Souls 3. Just Dark I Souls primarily 3. verify for Dark Souls 3. So, um, when there's a run in the queue, um, we pull up the run. Uh, make sure that no one's doing any funny business, which most people aren't. And um, and then you just click yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> make sure right. they're following the rules. Yeah, of course. Of course, yeah. you do the, the, whatever the normal verification. Do, do you guys still get a lot of runs at this point? Is it still pretty active? Oh my god, <laughs> Dark Souls Three is <laughs> insane right now. That queue, I'll like take, I'll like go to bed and I'll wake up and there's like nine runs in queue right, waiting to be verified, and so they pile up. Like we just opened up the glitchless category, and the floodgates opened up for new mm. runners, and runners are running all bosses. There's like someone who's running any percent for the first time. There's like all these new runners and old runners that come in. It's it's hard to keep up with sometimes. Sure, but there's enough of us where it's it's been it's been. It's been getting better. <laughs> you just mentioned uh, that the community. You said you the community just formed recently. A because obviously, uh, uh, for anyone who isn't familiar, glitchless is often a community agreed upon set of terms. Because what is and isn't a glitch, some people can be hopelessly annoying about. So everyone has yep. to agree on what they can be. So the story is that this happened pretty recently for Dark Souls. Yes. 3. So there was, it was previously. <laughs> apparently, it took them like. <laughs> A while. I mean, first they had to agree that they were going to make an official category. That was enough of a <laughs> of a of a thing because of that exact reason. Because uh, of like def- defining what glitches were in the rule set, because it had to be very clear. It couldn't be like too specific because if it's too specific, then someone's gonna like find a workaround gray area of the rules. So you had to make sure that the wording would encompass like workarounds. You know. Like, so they had to delicately figure out, like, how to word this so that it would protect itself and, like, stay within the rules and guidelines. And I think we have a really nice rule set now. Mm-hmm. And it's like a it's like a really nice run. Um, there's some memes about it being, you know, well, glitchless, but <laughs> like <laughs> it's it's the it's the YouTube run, as sure. some people would call it. But even like even running uh, on a down patch game, the YouTube comments are still upset. So. <laughs> Right, yeah. I, oh, does that happen a lot, actually? So, you know, I mean, that's kind of a of, of an old-timey meme is that on some speedrun videos, you'll get people who are like, this isn't really beating the game, or like, you know, that's sort of like a traditional, like, someone who's upset about seeing a speedrun kind of commenter. 
Um, mm-hmm. I, it's funny because like I again I I tend to run like old PC games, so usually what happens is someone's like, "This game is running twice as fast as it should." I'm like, "Yeah, brother, I'm on a Windows 10 computer. Like, what do you want me to do? I can't fix that." Um, but does that happen a lot in in Speed Soul stuff that that people are like this? You know, you use the cheap strategy. This isn't real Dark Souls three. Um, I think for some reason I don't want to point any fingers particularly, <laughs> but there's like there's just a lot of people that think that beating Dark Souls three with glitches is cheating, and that you know it's not. I mean, it, I don't know why. Like, I feel like other communities, it's not as like, it's not as like uh, obnoxious about mm-hmm. like glitches. But for some reason, people think that glitches in Dark Souls is like a no-no thingy. And um, this is like YouTube, Reddit, um, and like all this other stuff. Like, it's there's also like a separate community that like bans glitches in their runs. Um, Wait, but what? Oh yeah. So okay. I don't. <laughs> I don't want to like Am stir gonna... the pot or anything. I don't want to like because I'm friends with a lot of these people. But like, um, there's like no hit runs that are really popular. Yeah, okay. in, in the streaming, sure. And they are they are no no glitches. So oh. But like, if you look at glitchless and damageless runs in other communities, they allow glitches and stuff. Right. So. So there's like that's why I think there's more notoriety for using glitches in the Souls community because in addition to Reddit casual play and like um, YouTube comment casual mm-hmm. play and then on top of it you have like the hit list like um, popularity that's like very huge on Twitch that say no no to glitches. There's a lot of people who don't like glitches in in the Souls directory at the same time as like people who do like like traditional sure. speed runs normal yeah your, your base so, level yeah. for some reason glitches are a weird topic in dark souls games <laughs> do you think it's, this, so i mean we joked earlier about how tiresome the the get good meme is but you know the basis for that is this sense that like there's this aura of difficulty it, around it, the game i think it has to do with the get mm. good meme. right right it must be one and the same i feel like almost yeah it's uh i mean they have their own established rule set which is good for them it's really funny because um a lot of their rule sets involve like glitchless stuff right but Mm. like some of the stuff that we've like banned in our glitchless runs are allowed in their no hit (laughs) runs that don't have glitches (laughs) so it's really funny comparing comparing like what did like the separate communities determine as glitches and like um and like skips and cheating and like all this other stuff it's just really funny um, from the outsider perspective, because then like uh, when a speedrunner is doing glitchless and they don't do something that like a no hitter does, that their definition of glitchless is different than the like casual viewers confused if they watch both. They're like, "Well, how come you didn't do that?" And they're like, "Oh, it's banned in this." And like, but they other- it's like it's because we're separate communities. <laughs> is there are there people in in speed souls or the no hitter communities that have legal backgrounds? Because I I have a legal background professionally. <laughs> And that's all I can think about right now is that we have like competing statutes for um, for what constitutes a glitchless run because of different interpretations. And like this uh, is there's a whole legal history here now. We could make a textbook. Like, I- funny that funny enough, like one of our top runners in Dark Souls three has a law degree. Oh, there you go. All so, right. I feel if like I, I ever need legal advice, mm-hmm. I'll contact him. For take you take you to speed court for speed law. Yeah, speed court. <laughs> 
Oh, but man. like that, that's the only person I know. Maybe there's someone in the other community that has law experience, but uh, in the speedrun side, we do have someone who has law experience. <laughs> All right. Well, that sounds about right. I'm. I can't. I can't pretend to be too surprised at this point. Wow. Do we? This. This hole went deeper than I thought it would. I was not pre- prepared for this tangent. I'm glad I asked though. Hopefully, I did not create any any community oh, no, drama. No, 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 no. <laughs> um, there, there's like a joke around my stream about causing beef with the hitless community. Anyway, so it's just funny that this got brought up, and then here I am. You know. Mm-hmm. fabricating beef again right on the front page of speedrun.com <laughs> fabricating yeah. beef. so wait is it do you is okay i've heard now no hitter i've heard now hit list was no hitter used to describe a person a who's a member of the hitless community yeah yes yes no okay. hitter damage list challenge runners oh <laughs> uh, there, there, there there's a lot of different ways that you can play dark souls mm-hmm. and the yeah, there's oh, I'm assuming that's me- probably why it's popular, runs. I assume, right? You know, yeah. you can do so much with the game. I mean, on YouTube, meme runs are really popular, so like doing a whole speed run with a really silly weapon, like those those always get views and clicks, and then of course like um from the casual standpoint, doing a whole entire playthrough without taking damage is popular, just like no like it's like really easy to understand. It's like really easy to get invested in because it's like oh if he takes damage it's over you know it's just like why no hits also popular it's like really easy concept to understand and um it's you don't have to listen to a speedrunner yap about the technicalities and nerdy stuff that speedrunners do <laughs> you, you always have to post the the glitchless rules in the description of the youtube video of course every yeah time. <laughs> all right let's well, let's let's uh let's let's go to some some different topics i have some other points that i want i want to hit while we're here in the in the formal part of the pod uh one thing i always want to get to uh because i think it's important to bring up much like it's important to talk about the the labor of uh you know moderation and verification um is also to talk about health stuff you know you've been doing gaming for all you've done fighting game stuff you've done speedrun stuff do you do anything when it comes to uh hand health wrist health that kind of thing um well Funny that you bring that up because I have been trying my darndest to keep myself from overdoing it with Hollow Knight because mm. that game destroys my hands. Um, I like kind of have to like my fingers kind of get sore from playing Dark Souls, but my whole hands and wrists start aching sometimes when I'm playing Hollow Knight. So I have to make a conscious decision in between resets and in between runs. I'm like, I have to take a break. I have to like remind myself, take a break, Matthew. Like. You have to take a break and stretch your hands or like maybe you shouldn't stream for another two hours mm-hmm. because your thumbs are kind of feeling kind of, you know, tender. But I just do I do like a lot of basic stretches and I try to stand up like a few times uh, every couple hours, you know, stand up, stretch, make sure I'm not sitting for too long. I mean, COVID times were, you know, sitting at our desk a lot. So we got to make sure that we are standing up and like, you know, make sure we get the circulation to our legs and stuff in addition to if you're gaming stretching your wrists and everything so um i try to keep hydrated i try to make sure i'm stretching my wrists and you know in, even when i'm running hall night sometimes i take my thumb off the d-pad and like hold the controller one hand and like move the analog stick over mm-hmm do you have any particular like resources? You mentioned doing stretches. Is it just like sort of stretches you've learned over time? Is there any particular resource that you would point to as like your um, your go to? Well, I just like search on YouTube for like um, office 
like mm-hmm. carpal tunnel stretches and stuff because i feel like that'd be like the most applicable stuff is sure. just like oh yeah desk work wrist stretches desk work neck stretches like because it's basically desk work in a sense like you can you can omega little work but you know <laughs> i mean you know if you're make if you have income it's work at that point yeah. right i mean you can file expenses you can you gotta watch um, you gotta watch your your taxes you know well, I mean, yeah. I mean, if I can't keep my my hands and my wrists like working, I can't speed run. So, if um, I let uh, if I let them deteriorate, then I don't speed run anymore. So, same with like my neck. Like, if mm-hmm. I don't like stand up and like move my neck around, like I'm gonna just start kinking my whole back, and then I can't sit down, or I want to like spasm while I'm like trying to game. You know? <laughs> God, yeah. I and like I'm trying to focus on the game, and if I'm like focusing on like a, a pinch in my neck or something then i'm gonna like miss a crucial moment in like uh the game that i'm playing you know so i think it's very important to be conscious of your health especially like after gaming like mm-hmm. i want to i honestly want to game forever so if i can't game that would really suck that would be a problem right i mean i feel mm-hmm. like that's the sort of thing you know it, gaming's only been around so long we've only been around so long uh but i feel like i would you mentioned you did some music stuff earlier. I know I, I still do some music stuff too. I do piano and things like that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you would hear stories of like the pianist who could no longer play. And, you know, they, yeah, could, they get to play a little bit for like a, you know, a few times a year because otherwise their hands just crumple. And like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, that sounds, that doesn't sound good at all. I don't want that to happen. So, yeah, no, definitely, uh, definitely want, want to avoid that. I would like to keep playing music. And keep playing video games. Yeah, I often think about like all the things that I couldn't do if I couldn't use my hands, and I think my life would be pretty boring if I lost my hands. What about controller takes? You just mentioned. I this is a question I always ask with some games like Hollow Knight, for example, because uh, I think your your runs are at least the ones I found are on PC. Uh, mm-hmm. So you do uh, you do those runs on a controller? I think. What are your mm-hmm. favorite and least favorite controllers? Um, well, I, I like the current PlayStation controller, the DualShock 4. I have no issues with it. Some people say it's too big. I used to think the Xbox 360 controller was really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I don't have like a personal preference. I like both the PlayStation. And I like both the Xbox 360 controller. Um, I find the Nintendo Pro controller really nice. It's mm-hmm. basically an Xbox controller. It basically is, yeah. Um, I am not the biggest fan of uh, the original DS that didn't have the second stick. You know, um, the like Nintendo DS eventually oh. the 3DS got the um, sorry I the, didn't even DualShock. Right. I was like, wait a second, there was a DualShock with one stick. <laughs> no, okay. So the the 3DS originally came out with one analog stick, mm-hmm. and then they later released a second analog stick. The one without the second analog stick, I didn't like controlling with that. Yeah, I played Monster Hunter, and you had to move the camera with the stylus while trying to <laughs> move around. That wasn't very fun. No. Um, the 64 is made for a three-handed human. <laughs> <laughs> um, so not too big of a fan of that one, but like I play a lot of Ocarina of Time and it worked just fine. Um, you I know, know some people like the hmm. GameCube controller, but I, I I don't know. I think that's kind of an overrated overrated I, controller. Right, thank you. I, I the D pad is trash 
And yeah. I wish it just had a regular second stick, and I don't like the shoulder buttons, you know? The notches are really nice the in the stick. Nice. Yeah. Um, That's but true. like I think I think I, I think it's mostly Smash people that just mm-hmm. love that controller too yeah. much. Man, it's funny that you bring up the N sixty four thing because uh I don't you mentioned you still have some of the consoles. I don't know if you've been actively yeah, yeah. playing in 64 stuff, but uh, there's a lot of uh, like third-party N64 controllers that are made now that mm-hmm. are reconfigured for two-handed people instead of three-handed people. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, oh, well, this is just like a normal, you know, it doesn't have two sticks, of course, but it has, you know, the A, B, and the C, the C st- buttons on the right hand. And the I left know Hori hand. makes one that's yeah, like really popular. One. Uh, the Mario runners tend to switch out for doing Bowser throws with the Hori controller. Oh, okay. It's just, Some it's of them do, not all yeah. of them do. Mm-hmm. But I guess like spinning it is a lot more comfortable than spinning it on the 64 one. Yeah. I have nightmares of playing the original Mario Party and spinning the 64 stick until my hands were covered in bl- like a giant blister. <laughs> like, because in the original uh, Mario Party, there were those stick rotating games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. my god, my hand was just destroyed from oh, playing yeah. Mario Party. No, that was that was a real hazard. I mean, people people think the Wii was the real hazard, but I, I think that the the stick rotating was more of a hazard than the Wii. Yeah, I'm glad they got rid of that. <laughs> um, when I played fighting games, I actually have custom arcade sticks too. Oh, you so. did do sticks? Okay. Mm-hmm. I. I I played with traditional arcade stick, but yeah, stick. yeah, I, I have one of those. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and then I play. I like playing first-person shooters on keyboard, mouse, on computer. Mm-hmm. So now, are you are I'm a you versatile big, gamer? I are guess you big into mechanical keyboards or anything like that? Do you have standards? I just got my first mechanical keyboard, so I have no opinion. Mm-hmm. Is it <laughs> I, good so far? I'm, I hope it's good. If you if you got it. <laughs> I want to get a new one because okay. there are a few of my keys that double input uh. quite frequently. And, you know, when I'm playing type racer, I get slow times because they keep <laughs> double inputting and I have to like correct it and they get another double input and I get very frustrated. <laughs> I don't know yeah. how to fix it. I saw, I heard like cleaning it with like rubbing alcohol and stuff and it should help, but I don't know. We'll see. Maybe I should get some isopropanol and fix it. I, but I have no idea because this is like my first like high-end pc so it's all new it might be just a cheap keyboard who knows yeah i mean it's you, you could try you know cleaning the contacts and checking the switches and everything it's it's hard it's kind of hard to know whether or not it's gonna be something you can fix with user servicing like that but like also if it if it's broken then like the worst thing you're going to be doing is experimenting on it right because like it's not mm-hmm. going to be suitable uh it's like you're losing a working keyboard mm-hmm. all right well let's oh you know i i also wanted to i was kind of uh wanted to give you a chance to mention because you you do a lot of stuff on youtube i did browse your your youtube channel oh yeah yeah (laughs) delicious things you're up to Uh, i don't have to ask you what uh is your favorite what how you rank the souls games you did that work for me already uh, in a very very talkative descriptive video that answers all my questions about (laughs) your ranking of the souls games Uh, i do want to ask so i want to ask i'm gonna ask this question now uh, as someone who has never played a souls game where where's the place to start and i'm including well, any any of the from soft <laughs> games any sekiro bloodborne any of them well um i think if you want the true experience you should probably play the first one first okay and then 
just just do them in order you know what why don't you play demon souls first play demon souls first okay and then and, and let's just just play the most scuffed one first so that you have no resentment going into the scuffed ones later because my first game was dark souls 2 and then i played dark souls 3 and then i played bloodborne i love all three of those games mm-hmm. for different reasons um i went back to dark souls 1 i had a bad time <laughs> now did you did you play the the original the prepare to die or the the, uh, um, the i did remastered, remastered. I, I did remaster okay um i am interested in speedrunning dark souls 1 on prepare to die because it has a lot of cool speed tech mm-hmm. but casually i don't care about that game <laughs> and a lot of people this is that was like my hottest take um and also, like, I don't think it's a bad game. I just like to, I like to mess with my crowd because they're Dark Souls people, and they, you know, get really gung ho on like. There's a that's another thing. You know how I was talking about like the get good joke. Yeah. Another like common thing people will always ask is which Dark Souls game is the best? What do you think about Dark Souls Two? And so, that might be why I ranked Dark Souls Two at the best because everyone <laughs> hates it, and also, um. I actually had a poor time with Dark Souls One, <laughs> mm. no, that's, and that's like that's the cult following is Dark Souls One. So of course, calling that game trash caused a bit of controversy. I mean, sometimes so, the, you know, sometimes just, the truth hurts. Just stirring the pot. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, well, that's fair. I, that's, I think that's very reasonable. I, I don't. You won't get any any issues from me now. So the, the I guess maybe the the follow up question then, uh, what do you think? as as a as a speedrunner is the the best one to pick up as a speedrun of any in in the well, world of speed souls personally i'm biased mm. so i'll say dark souls 3 okay however prepare to die dark souls 1 has a great great community with a lot of cool tech with new tech being found all the time because the tech finders are also runners so they can they figure it out and they immediately route it in. They know if it'll be useful or not, which is like what makes the dark souls one like runners, like really, like really interesting to like follow. So I don't know if you, you interviewed catalyst, right? I I was about to mention that a while back I interviewed catalyst and he was uh, very good to talk to for sure. Yeah. yeah. So cat has a cat has been like a very good friend of mine and like always supportive, always talking to me. I've been like watching his videos, like, he's like got so many good resources he's like very helpful and then like kamul is like one of their top runners he found he worked on the newest skip which killed any percent basically it turned it into like slightly slower force quit (laughs) like Mm. (laughs) it's a very similar run now but apparently force quit is cooler uh, to them i guess I don't know. I guess Force Quit has the Great Club, which is different from the Dragon Tooth, so it's like slightly different. But they pretty much do the same order of things. Um, but yeah, I think Dark Souls One is a really good speed game if you're interested in speedrunning a Dark Souls game. I think um, I recommend this one for anyone who's like scared of like really hard skips and glitches to try Dark Souls Two because mm-hmm. there aren't no really th- that game is pretty just game mechanics heavy like dark souls 2 doesn't really like unless you're talking about any percent where you use the binoculars and run through the game in like 15 minutes that's a different thing but like all bosses dark souls 2 that game is just run and kill everything like 
that that game's that game is an interesting speed run. So if you haven't had a chance to like check out the current record holder, uh, Buddha Lee for Dark Souls Two All Bosses, I recommend checking that out because that guy has been on a tear massacring that game. So if like glitches like deter you from runs, then Dark Souls Two is a uh, is something I'd recommend. Uh, but as, if you like the whole package, I think Dark Souls Three is a great place for glitches, boss fights, um, reactive uh, gameplay. I'm not including Bloodborne, and that's because Bloodborne's on console, mm-hmm. which means it's more of a pain to get started and like practice. Like I think Bloodborne's a cool speedrun, but like as a newer speedrunner, it's harder. I think because the resources are especially practicing that game is such a hassle because you have to get your USB stick and you have to save scum. You have to like use the PlayStation to overwrite files. And then in order to get all your save states, you have to make, well, for the most efficient way to practice, you would make 10 different files and then you would play up to where you want to practice. And then you would save it to your USB or you can do it the long way and make your single file, make the save state, take the USB out of your computer and then put it in, save it to your computer and then put it back in your PlayStation. It's just, and there's no like practice tool that lets you warp around like mm-hmm. we have in like the PC Dark Souls games. Ooh, so. Really? Yeah. That, yeah. That kind of stuff is so powerful. I, 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 you know, most of the games I play don't have that kind of support, but I, when I learned GTA Vice City, there's like, here are the saves that are going to put you in this specific spot with these specific resources that you would have during mm-hmm. the run. And, you know, and you can just practice, you know, the mission in the, in the context of the run. Um, and that's, I mean, that's how, so that's how I got like, um, to where I am in Hollow Knight. It was like the resources for Hollow Knight are so good. Like the Hollow Knight has like learning Hollow Knight has showed me like how good speed running resources can be. So, um, it kind of makes me want to like reapproach like, our resources in dark souls three to make them better and more organized because hollow Knight is like so nice to get into for speedrunning because of just the resources they have on the speedrun.com website and through their like discord. Like it's, it's crazy. So, um, I think dark souls three is more organized than like bloodborne and dark souls one also has like a plentiful amount of resources available to get started as well. And the wiki gets updated as well <laughs> in addition to everything. So if the wiki stays updated on our speed soul site, then learning the game gets that much easier. Yeah, no, absolutely. Having it all in one place like that is uh, tremendous. You know, I had a, so I mentioned earlier, I, I watched a bunch of different things. Uh, like, like for example, I watched uh, your, your dark souls three, all bosses, uh, PB and uh, mm-hmm. other things. And something I noticed was that you are someone who, uh, puts on music puts on music outside music in in the stream during your speed runs mm-hmm. do you have a general take on that because I, I i feel like i'm discovering more and more people have thoughts about different music in the speed run um well i have a kind of a mixed opinion on it because i don't mind it like I kind of just got sick of hearing the Dark Souls music over and over and over again. Like, I actually really like the soundtrack of Dark Souls 3. I think it's great. However, I just kind of wanted to hear something else. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I found some nice piano covers, which were nice and comfy. <laughs> yeah, Something well, that, like, eases my tension when I'm mm-hmm. running. It was all about, like, my personal comfort. I know some runners, like, separate their audio inputs mm-hmm. so that yeah. they can 
listen to their own music and like leave the like they'll have like no music or in-game music which i can't stand the cacophony like some oh, runners they, have like oh they have both um, the in-game music but like, so the yeah. stream can stream the stream can't hear their personal music but the runner some can runners hear. just have them both rocking right like, okay <laughs> so you can hear their music and the in-game music and it just sounds ugh, it sounds yucky that's weird but um but at, like uh and I, I guess it doesn't bother them. It bothers me, but <laughs> but like I think it works better for Dark Souls because there's so much um, there's so much empty air in Dark Souls in between boss fights because the music only comes on during boss fights mm. in like the FromSoft games. So I think that background music actually works decently well for those games. Unlike um, me playing Hollow Knight, for instance, where the soundtrack's amazing and each area has a, a song playing. So I just let the Hollow Knight music rock because I love that soundtrack too. I know some of the top runners on Hollow Knight play their own personal music and that's fine too. But I just like the music so I just let it rock. If if I said the 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 term armored core, does that mean anything to you? Mechs. <laughs> okay, good. No, that's good. That's Fighting good. robots. Alright, good, good, good. I just wanna I, I figured you would have no problem with that. It's just sometimes when I'm like when I hear someone say the FromSoft games and I'm like, excuse me, sir. <laughs> I'd like Kingsfield? to have a word. Um, no, I, I speed run know, some of this. But... Do you know about Kingsfield? <laughs> oh, yeah, Kingsfield. Oh, yeah, there's a dope speedrunning scene for Kingsfield. I don't know if you ever watched a Kingsfield speedrun. I haven't watched a speedrun. I watched uh, I watched uh, Lance McDonald, the like debug guy, mess around <laughs> with it. You feel familiar with Lance McDonald? No. But he, I, he, he, does... made, uh, he helped make the 60 FPS Bloodborne mod. Okay. And so he stream he like streams from soft games and he did Kingsfield, so I was like watching that guy play that scuffed looking game. <laughs> it's a real it's a real treat. I I don't know. Something about that era of gaming is really nostalgic I, for me. I personally like like classic gaming and how like goofy and weird mm. old games are, like mechanically and like the way they look. There's there there is charm to them. I will I will agree with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's a it's a real on the music subject, I did I did want to ask because I I was just curious too. One of the reasons that I noticed it in the first place because I've already mentioned I I don't I've not really played the Souls games, so like wait a second, PMC, how is it that you could know for sure? And of course, it ended up being the case that some of the music that you were listening to uh, were like Final Fantasy piano covers, among other things. Mm. And I was just curious, like, are you familiar with that music specifically, or was this just, like, a random playlist? Because I'm just curious if I found a fellow appreciator of, like, the Final Fantasy piano opera, which is not a thing that I feel like a lot of people know exists. Um, That's my personal playlist. Okay. So I handpicked, like, all the music that's good, on it. Good, That's what I want to hear. Excellent. Yeah, I, I love piano covers of Final mm. Fantasy. I love the Final Fantasy soundtrack. I mean, I, I just love Final Fantasy, yeah. like people have their opinions about final fantasies they argue about which games are like the best i just love all of them <laughs> yeah there's not really a bad one like i can rank them if you want but like they're all worth playing i i agree like i, I just love everything about final fantasy and the music is part of the reason yeah. i often i often think about what makes a good game and most of the time in my opinion if there's a good soundtrack it's probably a good game <laughs> Because I like, I can think of forgettable games, and part of the reason they're forgettable is like they don't have music or there's just bad music. <laughs> and I think it's something that I I think that indie developers could like focus on as part of their like development. Because like they'll make cool games, but 
they'll like not put music in the games and then i feel like the games are just missing something you know <laughs> and I, I i love indie games i mean i, I love hollow knight mm. <laughs> and oh, I, yeah, I like yeah. there's like transistor that game has a sweet sweet soundtrack if you play transistor i've and, only like, ever gotten around to playing bastion well. although I've, I've heard so much about hades this year in terms of super giant games but hades has a great soundtrack I mean, like the new Doom games that have been coming out, mm. like they have fantastic soundtracks along with stellar gameplay. Like, I feel like the soundtracks in video games are sometimes overlooked when it comes to like the quality of a game. Like, they won't, people won't notice that the soundtrack is like adding that much more to the experience of the game. But maybe it's because they're not music people, but I feel like anyone that's a music person will like immediately like will notice that, hey, this, this, this soundtrack special, and I feel like too, especially as as speedrunners, um, you also begin to really notice the music, you know, because you'll be listening for it, you know, for cues mm-hmm. and things like that. You're like, oh, I will usually be here around this point in the song, and then so you really, oh yeah, get the, I, I've get heard that. Like people yours. use like song audio cues. Like mm-hmm. if you can't turn off the music in game, like you can just use the sound, the the like sound audio cues from the music to line stuff up uh, someone made fun of me the other day because like there's a boss in hollow knight where i kind of like wait in between like cycles and i like swing my nail to the beat of the song when i'm waiting for it to I do stuff that. yeah i know i was like are you is that a strat or are you just doing that for fun oh i'm just doing it for fun <laughs> <laughs> like because there's a boss in hollow knight where you just wait for this stupid jellyfish to move mm. around and I'm just standing there and I'll just like swing the like nail to the beat of the song while I'm waiting there. But yeah, like mu- the music in games, I think is very important. hundred percent. All right. So usually what I like to do is I'm, as I'm moving towards kind of the, the back half of the, the formal part of things is clean up on a few questions. Cause I feel like we got to a lot of uh, your speed game stuff kind of uh, in a more or- mm. organic manner, which is good, which is good. I feel like, you know, it's been 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 fun. I did want to ask, so Bloodborne was your first one, and that was mm-hmm. on PS4, of course. At some point, you made the jump to Dark Souls 3, I assume. What prompted mm-hmm. that? Buying a PC. Buying a PC. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, um, so I was speedrunning Bloodborne for a while, and... My friend, uh, who originally got me into Bloodborne, had moved on to Dark Souls 3 All Bosses, and I watch him every night. So I'm like, well, dang, this looks fun. <laughs> but I couldn't play the game because I didn't have a uh, working PC to stream or play the game or to practice the game. So the um, when I got around, I was working a job that got me enough money to save up for a PC and I built my first ever custom built gaming PC, which was super exciting. Nice. And the first thing I did was not get a top end game. I bought very stable, well functioning dark souls three mm, so I good. can dissect it and speed run it. And, um, that's pretty much what prompted my exit from bloodborne into dark souls was buying the PC. And like, I didn't really look back. Like I don't mm. even, I don't even like, really miss speedrunning bloodborne and it's really a quality of life that came with yeah. pc speedrunning like the practice tool the save organizer the practice tool especially so practicing skips in bloodborne you have to like reload look at the logos that to wait for the loading times for playstation and everything 
we use a logo remover mod on Dark Souls. So whenever we quit out, there's no logo that we have to sit through. We just instantly go back in. So there's that. And on top of it, we have this tool that when we're practicing skips, we can just reset our position so we can immediately efficiently set up the skip again. So we just do that. We can, I can practice skips and get my precision down until I can just hit it 99% of the time mm-hmm. is, is the target. So I just like will grind out a tiny specific thing over and over again because I can reset my position. And I think that's just like the best quality of life is being able to work on all these precise things with all these really nice tools. So I, I, I don't look back. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's hard to, hard to go back to. Cause it's just like the idea of, you know, being able to practice a single, a single measure rather than always having to play the full song just to practice the single measure or something, yeah. you know? Exactly. And like, you can also turn off damage for boss fights so if I'm trying to learn the way a boss functions, I don't want to like reload the fight because I died. I want to just like, oh, I got hit there. Why did I get hit there? Like and like analyze like um there are certain bosses in Dark Souls 3 where very specific positioning will make just attacks miss you. Mm. And so um the way stamina works in that game, you always you don't want to roll. If you can not roll, it'll recharge your stamina. So faster and stamina lets you attack. And then the fa- the more you attack, the more your damage uptime is. And that's what makes the bosses go faster. So if you know how to position yourself that you won't get hit without rolling, that's what you're trying to do at all times. And you get to practice that by the practice tools that we have in dark souls to like really learn how to dismantle bosses in that game, which again is why I think it's like the best speed game. <laughs> mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So if I, you know, let's say I'm I'm watching a future all you you get you get Dark Souls three all bosses in the GDQ. Mm-hmm. What's the highlight of the run? What's the thing that's gonna you're gonna be the most proud to show and that it's gonna wow people the most? Uh, Vilhelm skip. <laughs> hey, are you familiar <laughs> with that skip? No, I'm not. Please enlighten me. Um, so there's this there's the DLC one segment of the run. There's this guy named Wilhelm, which is a uh, NPC mini boss. And he plagued runners for a long time because the NPC like fights have like really input reading AI that Mm. dodge rolls everything and they like will be impossible to hit and they just eat your time and they're just like a big roadblock. Well, our good friend distortion Two found a skip that um, with the help of some other um, people that, hunt for glitches in the game that creates this like really crazy um spot to do a what's called a death cam okay which um puts the game in a state where it the game like puts you in a camera position there where you would usually die but you avoid the kill box so you're still alive and it kind of gives you people make the joke they call it gta souls that's like the yeah it's this top down camera because i i I remember seeing this i think when i watched some of kata's runs at least too yeah so this one is crazy this this skip is like one of the hardest death cam skips out of all the dark souls games Mm -hmm. because you're you get this death cam you have to run up to get a bonfire really quick because you're going to warp to it later you have to dodge these massive crabs that will hit you for a lot of damage you have to dodge these archers that shoot arrows at you in cycles and these arrows explode so you have to be aware of when they'll explode and then you also have to 
maneuver up these like skinny tree branches <laughs> so that you can um while having um tank controls like you remember mm-hmm. like old capcom yeah, games old where Resident you move Evil. like a tank yeah, yeah. so when you're in this death cam position you move like a tank and you're climbing up this tree while avoiding these archers that are shooting at you and at the very top of the skip one of the archers sometimes pulls out a hammer that'll kill you immediately and then you also have to trust your movement to position yourself on the final branch and then move in an arcing circle and then find your way to a ladder to climb up and then it's all so you can skip this npc fight and save like a minute and a half or something good no that's that's worth it right it is very worth it because it's a it's a very consistent skip mm-hmm. if you are mechanically inclined but it basically like skips you into the Frida boss fight without having to go pull the lever in the cathedral. But it's like this very long, drawn out, scary looking, mechanically involved skip, and it's very impressive to look at. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I, I yeah, that, the top down camera stuff is always really neat. I, I think anytime you you trick a, ga- a game into giving you like the wrong camera, so you can do a kind of, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, like I guess is like Dead Man Walking adjacent kind of thing uh, mm-hmm. is very very funny. Well, it stops loading assets at a certain distance, okay. and that's why you can skip through doors. Because like the game's like, oh, he should die, so we don't need to load assets at why, a certain why, point. Why have a door? If, we don't need a door. Mm-hmm. And um, if you just keep running and running and running, you'll just fall off and die. Because <laughs> the map will no longer exist out there. Interesting. And, uh, but if you fall for a certain amount of time, like the game says, oh yeah, you're dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's I guess that's pretty reasonable. It's not it's not like the I, I always love it when there are certain games that wouldn't check how long you've been falling and then they just loop you around at the top. That's always mm-hmm. my, that's a classic of of gaming. Um, oh, so another question. Okay, so we've talked for a lot about Bloodborne uh, and Dark Souls three. You mentioned a little bit Hollow Knight. That's kind. Of, it seems like that's your current project. Actually, I I, I noticed mm-hmm. by browsing your YouTube. I found a fresher PB than what is what is on your speedrun.com page. I assume that's just, you know, I don't know yeah. if you submitted that run or if it's just not verified yet again. That's okay. Verification can take time. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I, it's a very popular speedrun. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure their verifiers are very busy. Yeah, And absolutely. they're doing like um, the all skills tournament right now Ooh, for Hollow Knight. Okay. So that's keeping them busy. So there's a lot of people probably submitting all skills runs yeah so i imagine that their verifiers are swamped right now <laughs> very reasonable for sure uh but i wanted to ask what prompted you to get over to hollow knight because i mean certainly dark souls 3 from bloodborne you know i think a lot of people are like ah speed souls it's, it's right there you got a pc that you know, that's what if you mm-hmm. want a better quality of life go to dark souls 3 uh how about hollow knight how did that come about um well i casually played the game and I fell in love with the movement into that game. Mm. Have you played that game yourself? I have not. Um, well, the movement in that game reminded me a lot of Mega Man X. Mm-hmm. Um, and I grew up on playing that Mega Man X on Super Nintendo. Like, because there's like, there's dashing that you do constantly in Hollow Knight. And there's like wall jumping. And I immediately like thought in my brain, hey, this is like playing Mega Man X. I mean... You could say, like, the nail is, like, playing Zero, like, with his laser sword or whatever. Sure, whatever. But people say it's, like, a Metroidvania or something. That's fine, too. But, like, the movement itself just reminded me of playing Mega Man, and I really like that. And so that's, like, something that stuck out to me. So I was, like, playing the game casually, and I stumbled across a uh, 
a Hollow Knight 106% speedrunner, X2U, and I just mm-hmm. watched him every night when he was grinding 106%. You know, again, late night watching speedruns. Yeah, yeah. And I started becoming friends with him, and I was thinking to myself, this game looks fun to speedrun. And so I just kept hanging around those speedrunners and watching them. And then my other friend who, uh, who speedrun Dark Souls 3 with me, he started speedrun. They all, I mean, all my friends that were speedrunning Dark Souls 3 decided to speedrun Hollow Knight. Oh, well, there so, you go. That seems like a bad wagon again. to me, yeah. I like, I like speedrunning the same games my friends speedrun. It's a lot of fun for us. Oh, yeah, that's, that's a ton of... Because, I mean, too, that, like... It gives you a way to learn. It gives you a way to uh-huh. compete. It gives you, you know, it gives you just so much. Uh, you know, we already talked about the value of having live resources, and certainly if they're your friends, then well, even better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's easier to approach your friends and be like, "Hey," and then you can bounce ideas off, and then you can talk crap to each other too. It's like, "Hey, why do you do that slow thing?" <laughs> you know. And then um, right now, I have kind of a small rivalry with uh, my friend DJ and Eddie. We're trying to get. 34 times in hollow Knight without doing one of the big skips that they do in the category Mm. because we um we have this mindset of like not adding hard stuff until we have to Mm -hmm. and so there's a lot of that attitude in um a lot of speed running so we like to show off how much you can get done with quote-unquote slower strats you know yeah, I mean, they are literally slower strats, but they're safer strats. Right. I, I think it's a a great thing. And I forget maybe if I it's it's one of those things where I, like I watch a lot of footage before I prepare. So I, at this point in the interview, I'm like, did they did you say it during the interview or did I just hear it before? But the mm-hmm. idea that when you're learning a game, you do not have to learn all of the record strats immediately. In fact, Correct. for some games, please don't do that. It's going to drive you away from the game. Yep. I say this over and over and over mm. again to any new runner that's like, hey, I want to speed run this game. Then they're like, I want to learn this skip. I'm like, please don't. <laughs> you do not want to do that. Like, I know this looks cool and this looks fun right now. You know, I'm running up this tree branch and a death cam. Don't do that right away. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it, I, oh, I am like the big advocate for doing safe strats until you get to a point where you're consistent enough where you can do the risky strats. Because, like, um, I think with speedrunning, you should learn to value your consistency before you try Mm -hmm. to do stuff that's going to reset your run. Because being consistent when it matters is going to be more important than hitting a skip. Because you can hit a skip, but if you're going to lose a minute to being unable to get through a section of the game, then, like, it doesn't even matter that you did the skip, you know? So... That's why I always say just do as many runs as possible and you're going to be that much better for when you add the hard stuff later. Right. Have as have as few dice rolls as possible. You know, you want to avoid that. Yeah, finishing runs is going to be way more important than flexing that you can do a hard skip. Now, with with Hollow Knight, uh, you know, you mentioned you have a, a goal right now of trying to get down to a to a 34-minute no major glitches time without, you know, mm. without adding in some hard stuff. Uh, you did mention earlier, I think, in this podcast that you had thought about uh, a substantially longer category of Hollow Knight. Um, yes. Are, uh, so, if, what category is that? And then also, are there, do you have any other thoughts about potential future Hollow Knight plans? Um, well, I originally started running Hollow Knight with the desire to run the 106% uh, category, mm-hmm. which... Um, 
some people may be confused as why someone would run 106 versus 112 because the game right now like the max percentage is 112 with all the pantheons but it's on current patch which is not the speedrun patch so right. um they okay. separated two different categories for 100 like complete um playthroughs there's 106 which you can play on the patch that is for that has all the cool speed tech then they have 112 which is on current patch i originally got interested in hall night speed running watching 106 so i kind of have some bias i think that's a really cool speed run mm-hmm. and like that was my introduction to hall night speed running so i think that's part of the reason why i want to learn that run is because it's really cool and it like is complete like i like doing speed runs that complete like the whole game and that's pretty much it, like, but with all the cool speed tech. So I think 106 is great, and that's why I want to learn that. And it'd be, it would literally be the longest speed run I would ever do. Right. <laughs> You're not going to be a Final Fantasy speedrunner. Um, at one point, I thought about learning FF7, and that game is. Whew, that, yeah, that's not. That oh game my is goodness. No, um, especially with the optimal stuff they do in that game. Like I know you don't like we just talked about not doing optimal stuff, but have you seen how you set up Cosmo Canyon skip in that game? Oh, you know, I have not really watched too much Final Fantasy Seven speedrunning since Cosmo Canyon skip really became a thing. Like I, I remember seeing some people like post about it, like holy crap, Cosmo Canyon skip, but um no, I have not, so I can only imagine the horror. Yeah, so the reason that's so terrifying is because apparently the way you set it up is going to be very dependent on the amount of time it takes you to get there. So you have to create your own custom movement to create battle seeds, <laughs> huh. which because like, apparently the way that the, the battle system works in that is like the game rolls seeds based on the timer. Okay. So the way you set up your movement is based on the timer. So mm-hmm. depending on the runner, they have to get there at a certain time or they reset. <laughs> And then on top of it, they have to um, do very specific movements based on the timer, and they have to... It's just a mess. It's mm-hmm. nothing that I would want to do. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. All right, well, let's start uh, winding down the uh, the formal part of the script, folks. If you are here, and I think I've seen some folks giving, giving some some emotes of yours here in the chat, if you want to have mm-hmm. questions, some live Q&A based on what we've been talking about or anything, really... Uh, get those ready. Uh, one of the things I do as a part of this interview series is I get a question uh, from my previous guest for my next guest and kind of link them link together. Uh, so my previous guest, uh, Tana Tally, had this question uh, for you, which was, for the game that you are actively running, so let's say Hollow Knight right now, uh, would you have a particular question or comment for the developers? If you could get the, if you could get, oh, was it? Is it Team Cherry? Is that the name of the? Yeah. Dog? If you could give that, get like, get, I have to ask them a question or get an answer, you know, from them. Uh, what would be your question or comment for for Team Cherry? Um. Why does the game drop my inputs sometimes? <laughs> <laughs> Am I really that bad at execution, or is the game actually dropping my inputs? <laughs> Will we? Will we ever know? I mean, I guess we'll. Why? Why is it that when a certain enemy touches the ceiling, it cancels my jump momentum? <laughs> that there's sounds just some, weird. Yeah, there's some really questionable coding, and I think it's just 
indie indie mm, game things. Sure, sure. sure. <laughs> but I hear that with their next game, they have like a more refined team. It's not going to be just three guys this mm. time around. So I'm sure the coding will be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, cross your fingers. Uh, a little more sensible. <laughs> that does mean that I do need from you a question for my next guest. Now, I'm not going to tell you who it is right away. You know they're going to be a speedrunner. Question mm-hmm. does not have to be about speedrunning. I've had I've had all sorts of thick, ridiculous questions about food, music, whatever. If you could give a question to a speedrunner who I will be talking to on this podcast next week, uh, what would that question be? Um... Let me think about this. Yeah, take a second. I could ask a question that's um that everyone would laugh at me and laugh at me about. But I'm thinking if I want to ask that question. I mean, that's not. the risk you're gonna take. Look, if if it's if it's gonna be like that, you know, I'm gonna I'll throw you under the bus. I'm not gonna think too much about it. You're like, this person I it's I'm not taking responsibility for this. Okay. Well I was okay, I'll just ask the question I ask everyone is okay. um have you played Near Automata and did you get through all endings? <laughs> okay. Okay. That's all right. I'll I'm gonna write writing this down right now. Now so as is usually my thing, what I, I like to do is I will spoil for you uh who the guest will be. It's funny, uh, because uh this person I knew is FGC. Uh, I just Discord DM'd you the name. So I knew this person. Really? FGC. Yes, that's next week. So mm-hmm. um, so I guess we'll find out. <laughs> which which game do they play in FGC? I've seen that name like float around before. So, uh, I mean, if you if you Google the name, uh, you'll find like VODs of them playing Marvel vs. Capcom 3 uh, at like CEO oh, and stuff. Oh, a Marvel player. Yeah. Okay. I, I, think, I think he's done other stuff too. Like, I mean, you know, he's, I, I think he's been involved with it forever, but like, I remember watching him play Marvel when I watched tournaments. It would make sense to me that a Marvel player would love speedrunning because the tech in in that game is just absolutely bananas. Yeah, yeah, no, (laughs) for sure, for sure. What about, okay, you might have already answered this question partially. Future games that you are excited to play when they come out? Uh, near replicant remake. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go. That's I'm, gonna, I'm gonna buy that immediately when it mm-hmm. comes out. I don't often buy games on um, unreleased, but that's one I'm gonna be playing. Did you play the original version of those games? The uh, n- no, I okay. actually played. Um, I played Drakengard when I was like 11 years old, mm-hmm. and I that game was hard. <laughs> and uh, apparently, it's like a really, really good game story wise. It's just like my prepubescent brain couldn't wrap my head around the political nature and the mm-hmm. the apparently the timer and uh, dynasty warriors style gameplay it had but apparently it's really good so i'd like to go back and play it but i never played like drakengard 3 which i hear is like a spirit like a pretty close spiritual successor and then the original near i didn't get a chance to play which i guess the western version of that game was pretty different from the japan release well, not pretty different, just kind of different. Like, the characters were slightly altered. Right, slightly altered, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, I guess, um, the Near Replicant remake version is going to be the J- Japanese, like, mm-hmm. version of that game. Brought yeah, over to heard, the yeah. Western yeah. crowd. And then having more mechanics in that are in line with Near Automata. So I'm really excited to see how the game turns out. Yeah, no, I, I hope it, it, it turns out uh, turns out just what people <laughs> want and need right now. Uh any others that you would you I, I feel like I you know 
I know we did talk about uh, uh, the near remake. I was thinking of of it's called Swan Song. Is that the second Hollow Knight game or oh, Silk, Silk Song. Song? Silk Song, not Swan Song. <laughs> that that's like out of sight, out of mind for you right now. I have this uh, running joke in my brain about two games that don't exist, and that's mm-hmm. Elden Ring and Silk Song. Oh yeah, I guess Elden Ring, right? That's you know, I mean, but, well, you can imagine. I mean, just imagine me. I'm like, whenever I hear FromSoft thinking about a new game, I'm like, Armored Core. You know, I just whisper it yeah. and, and think about it. But we'll see. That, Hopefully, that's this like, game's that's all like gone released. forever. Yeah. But I mean, maybe it'll surprise you. Who knows? Um, I I kind of want to play Resident Evil Eight. Um, mm-hmm. but I have to play Resident Evil Seven first because I didn't play that one. Um, I'm I'm a pretty big fan of like the remakes that they came out with, like the Resident Evil Two remake and Three. Um, I guess people complain about the length of three, but I guess the original was short too. So it's like, I guess, but I think RE eight's um, going to be good. I'm very excited to see what they do with final fantasy 16. Cause mm, that yeah. looks interesting. They're going back to the fantasy roots versus the kind of mixed future tech, whatever route that they've been doing. So I feel like they, they come and go with see. that. Like seven has some of that too. I think the the sort of working in sci fi elements and eight. Yeah, and, like and then nine like was more starting, fantasy. You know, starting from like seven onward, they kind of just like mixed like the sci fi fantasy stuff in. Mm-hmm. And I guess sixteen is supposed to be more like you know four and six, where it's like more rooted in fantasy. Yeah. So, yeah. and no, you could I'll... argue that six was like a steampunk game, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a little bit of... I mean, like Figaro Castle moves, right? That's steampunk. Yeah. Part. And there's mechs. There's little literal little mechs. mechs. Yeah, that's the, the opening. The Magitech so, armor. Yep, classic. Yeah. So... How about... It's a shrug. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who... You could put more eyeballs on someone in the community. Who would that be? Who would you give shout-outs to as in terms of people to watch? Oh, and for speedrunning yeah. Dark Souls 3? Or speedrunning anything. You, I mean, it doesn't have to be Dark Souls 3. Um... I would say put more eyes on like Fudge Cow, DJ Natty, uh, Axe to You. Those are like the three runners I watch the most these days. For Hollow Knight, Axe to You does Hollow Knight. Uh, DJ Natty is the person who pretty much got me into speedrunning, mm-hmm. and he so he speedruns. Though he's the one that speedruns Hollow Knight, Bloodborne, Dark Souls three, all in the ones with me. Um, Fudge Cow is someone that I'm very close with that it does a lot for Dark Souls three. And uh, the other one is actually the record holder of Dark Souls 3, uh, IR Fool. When that guy dedicates himself to speedrunning, like, that guy would just demolishes what he puts his mind to. So he's a really fun runner to watch. Doesn't use a mic, just speedrun. Just, just, just plays the game. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. Like, I, you know, it's true that speedrunning doesn't require you to do the, the streaming stuff to commentary. It doesn't. You I know, mean, Siglemic, like, originally made super mario 64 popular and he was just streaming gameplay <laughs> yeah <laughs> it, was, it, was, thing. it was a big mystery at gdq that seeing what siglemic looks like i remember that that, mm-hmm. was, a, that was a big moment in in speedrun early early twitch speedrun history i should say i mean and and like uh fools like the same way he doesn't use a cam doesn't use a mic he just plays dark souls 3 and pulls an audience and we just kind of entertain ourselves in his chat and then he shakes his head at us <laughs> <laughs> That is a good way to put how some of those streams work. Cause I, I definitely can remember like the, the example of Siglemic when, when, you know, Siglemic would get on the, uh, the ice slide and suddenly every the chat would just flood with numbers trying to guess what the race time would be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like 12.7, 12.7. 
and uh that was def- definitely and that's that. that's a that's a super mario 64 meme that persists today mm-hmm, like sure. people still do that for whenever the runners do the slide they always guess the numbers that's why that's one of the things that makes it a good speed game it's just yeah. it's very entertaining to watch regardless of like how entertaining the streamer is themselves like the game is just fun to watch yep no people people love it and they they know the ritual they they get they do all the moves by heart uh so mm-hmm. to speak where should people be looking for your stuff um well they can always watch me on twitch i stream live like four to five nights a week so um I do all my speedruns, casual playthroughs, the dumb memery that I do sometimes. I'll do like one-off bits to just mess with my chat um, in between speedruns. And um, most of my stuff, I run through an editor and put it on YouTube, or I just post raw footage on YouTube. And then I tweet whatever's on my mind on Twitter. Mm-hmm. As, as one well, should. Within reason, of yeah. course. <laughs> I monitor my life. I I scan my own personal likes. I make sure I don't like anything too saucy. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, in that case, I I mean, the links are in the chat. If you're here with us live, uh, if you're listening to this after the fact on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, uh, you can check the description uh, to get all the links for the the Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube. Um, We'll be starting the live Q&A in just a second. Uh, but before we do that, first off, again, thank you so much for giving me all this time. Yeah, thank you so much for contacting me and having me on. This has been a really fun time talking about this. It's something I'm just like really passionate about, so it's easy to talk about. No, I, I can tell you. Def- it's definitely it's, it is it, time has flown by, which is always a good sign, I think, for for these kinds of discussions. But before we get to the Q and A, I do need from you. What I'm going to do is I'm going to use a cheesy catchphrase like "Let's boost mm-hmm. on out of here," and when I say that. I want you to give me your best rocket engine noise. Rocket engine noise? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like you're like you're just pretending to be a rocket engine. Okay. All right. Excellent, folks. Thank you so much for listening. Let's boost on out of here. like that yes you killed it you did it excellent all right good good i love it every time all right uh folks if you got questions uh now is the time to throw them in we are still on the front page of speedrun.com for a good another 20 minutes so hopefully uh oh albert albert is is a (laughs) albert is someone who i know through running obscure games who without fail every week comes in with like a different a different obscure game be like hey and, and it's always a different one like i want to be clear here albert's not coming in with the same game he's <laughs> coming in with a different game specific what you know t- to whatever the guest is doing so uh i don't <laughs> i don't know if this is oh this is the i can it- already tell by the thumbnail of this video <laughs> that this game looks good <laughs> I can already tell that this looks good. Wait, Albert, is this the one with the wild, like, backwards triple jump that gets you out of bounds? I think, I think I've think i seen footage of this one before. This guy's, like, hucking throwing knives at a tree with an eyeball that's also <laughs> hucking things. Back, when there's, like, floating shallow... 
you know, there's a lot to be digested in whatever that's like. Yeah. <laughs> there's it's, it's late 90s PC game. It's probably weird things going on. All right. The Al Playboy asks, who do you play in Mario Kart and Mario Party? That's a very spe- that's a very interesting question because I have specific answers based on the games. Mm. If it's modern day, okay. they added they added my favorite Nintendo princess. So Rosalina, I would play in any modern day game that has Rosalina. If it's an older game, um, in '64 I played Bowser. So um, in Super Mario Kart, I played Koopa Trooper. And uh, in the old Mario Party games, uh, I think I... Who did I... I don't even know who I played in the original <laughs> Mario Party. I think I picked, like, Yoshi or something. Maybe Toad. Yeah, but, like, later on when they added more characters, like, and eventually Rosalina, I was like, oh, yeah, Rosalina. I love Rosalina. <laughs> player in Smash. Player in Mario Kart. Player in uh, Mario Party. Any game Rosalina's in. That's, that's the one I go with now. Rosalina is a good uh, good character design. Although I don't, I don't know, I feel like Rosalina and Smash the the little like does it a star bit have a name? I forget if it has a name. Luma. Luma. Sorry. All right. Let's show you how much. It's very I know. cheap. <laughs> very cheap. Yeah. No. It's, well, you know, I I look my I think when I I've not played Smash too much, but I think my mains were like Villager and Richter, which should tell you mm-hmm. everything you need to know about my personality. Um. <laughs> You like staying far away and throwing stuff? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No. And it's a viable strategy, mm-hmm. so I, I commend you on it. Yeah. So no, it was, uh, Richter was I, fun. No, I mean, the only problem was I would, I would totally SD all the time, but it was still fun throwing axes. And people never see the axe coming. Oh, um, because it just floats in the air and you forget about it. I, I know how that works. I know, I know, I've been hit by that sneaky axe. Yeah, it's, it's a good time. But like, no, some people forget about Luma when you're playing Rosalina. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh yeah, yep. the the star thing can kill you. <laughs> No, it's it's a real real good time. Of the so I you know I, I have that question at the end about who you want to shout out. Do you feel like some of those people? It sounds like maybe I are a fool. Maybe not podcast podcast guest material. Do you feel like any of those um, folks would be into into uh into potential overboost material? I'm just curious if you have a recommendation for talking um, types. I think Fudge Cow would be good because mm-hmm. um, he uses Cam. Everybody else I listed. I don't know if it matters if they have camera or not when you do this. I mean, I like to do it because I feel like it's in, like an interview with camera at this point. Yeah, I, yeah. I usually like the the cam. I, I don't know. If someone, if I really wanted someone, I'd be like, whatever. I, I remember a while back, actually, around the time I, I started using camera for these interviews, um, I actually got, I don't know if you know Minecraft speedrunners at all, but uh, I, I, I was like, let me shoot my shot. And I contacted Illumina and Illumina was mm-hmm. like, sure. And then I was like, okay, Alex, I'm doing the interview with Cam. And then like showed like it was like, oh, I don't have my cam ready. Like like you know, a few days later, I was like, all right, whatever, we're just gonna do it anyway. I'm just gonna put a static image up. Like I don't care. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, but yeah, um, I've never I've been in voice call with Fool, and I've never heard his voice because he doesn't use a mic. So I don't <laughs> know if he would be able to. <laughs> I've never seen his face. Um, there's a joke that he is uh, the artist base hunter. He's from Sweden. Mm. Um but I've never heard his voice, even though I've been in voice calls. He just doesn't use mic. So I don't know if he'd be a podcast person. Yeah, probably not, right? That'd Natty, be, be I hard. think, would be great. He just doesn't have a cam. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but his, he, yeah, I think he'd be great to interview. Um, and it'd be funny, and I'd laugh at him. And um, let's see. I think uh, 
I don't know if you're if you're unfamiliar with uh, near automata speed running. I think the runner Ame would be a fun person for you to interview because he's a uh, he's an interesting guy, and near automata running is cool. <laughs> yeah, no, I would definitely be okay. There you go. I was like, how is that spelled? Is I don't know A-M-E-I. if Ame has a cam, okay. but uh, he he does talk, and he's a funny guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Fudge Cow does have a cam, so I think he'd be interesting to talk to, and he's got a lot to say, and he's a funny guy. Awesome! No, that's <laughs> and he does I, Dark Souls three. Yeah, no, I, 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 at this point, one of the reasons I started this project was just because I, I knew there were speedrunner interview podcasts out there that had come and gone, but I felt like they always interviewed like the same ten people, and some of those ten mm-hmm. people are good. Like, don't get me wrong. Those those ten people are fine, but like, what is it like? Trihex and like, yeah, it's like Trihex, Author Blues, uh, like do you what mm-hmm. I like? Simply or something, like the people like that, like, like Mario sixty four runners, and again, mm-hmm. they're fine. But you know, like I had been watching horror runners, and like no one's interviewing horror runners for some reason, which is oh, weird to me. Speaking of that, I know who you could contact. Do you know who Pessimism is? Oh yeah, yeah, I know Pess. I yeah, I I think I've seen that name around. You should contact <laughs> Pessimism because he's like so phenomenal at mm-hmm. every Resident Evil game, and he has like a lot to talk about. And I know for sure that he has a cam, and like he he, I think he'd be great to interview. Um, oh, that's a good one. Yeah, no, but that's what I'm saying. Like, like there's a bunch of like. Like like waifu, maxi lobes, enigma, like tons of people I've now talked oh, yeah, to. I, and I'm like, I know waifu. Why doesn't anyone talk to these people? And so it's been. Um, good. Do you know who uh, Jabo is? Oh yeah, no, I've talked to Jabo. Yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah, I've talked I, to Jabo. Yeah, yeah. I talked. I was actually back to back with with waifu's interview. I didn't even know they knew each other, and like, and I did the thing with the the interview question, <laughs> and Jabo was like, "Oh, I know who that is." So yeah. So you did interview Jabo? Or? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. I was making sure because Jabo, I think, would be perfect for a yeah. podcast. No, no, so. Jabo. So if you already if you already did Jabo, then um, and you already did Waifu, I know them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, they're they're a lot of fun to talk to. I, I also I, I had the opportunity to meet uh, Waifu when I when I did um, it was GDQX 2019 with TwitchCon mm-hmm. 2019. So that was a lot of fun. It was fun to. It was I was so psyched to travel more and meet people at events after that. And then 2020 came, so, you know. Yeah. Have you contacted, like, Distortion at all? I have not contacted Distortion Yeah, I should probably make... Th- I feel like... I want to say other people might have gotten to Distortion before me. I try not to... Like, I'll usually do, like, a Twitter search through somebody's feed to be like, have they been on a podcast recently? Um, I don't want to, like, bother them. How about, them, but... like, Larksa? Do you know who Larksa is? I do know who Larksa is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I don't think... I don't know if I've reached out to Larksa yet, but... I think that would be a good one as mm-hmm. well, because um, she's also, like very involved in speedrunning. She did like little nightmares. Um, I think K witty 23, if you know who K witty is, I've not heard of no. Um, K witty is like on and off with speedruns, but he also does like so much, like in forms of challenge running mm-hmm. and just like variety streaming. Like he was speedrunning uh, little nightmares. He was speedrunning demon souls recently. He like pretty much pioneered, uh, blood level four. Um, uh, bloodborne speedrunning like if you're not familiar with blood level four bloodborne speedrunning that's like base level like no level ups just speedrunning the game with just base level all the way through and it's pretty much like pioneered by k witty mm-hmm. like that's what got his start on twitch was um him him speedrunning bloodborne and him playing bloodborne like that's what got him started and that's what pretty much 
put his channel on the map and then he moved on to other things and grew his channel elsewhere. But like he started speedrunning Little Nightmares too. And uh so he's still like speedrunning is a part of his thing. So I sure, think it'd be yeah. interesting to interview. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think anytime too when you have that kind of uh the mix of things. Like I you know, you could tell I was I was delighted about the FGC thing because I think it's always interesting to get the perspective of people who've like come from rhythm games, you know, people who've dance pads or people come from FGC or, uh, I mean, I've talked about, uh, the overlap of architecture and speedrunning, you know, mm-hmm. so I've gotten, I've gotten a good, a good, uh, array of things as well. Uh, folks, if you have cute uh, questions, feel, feel free to throw them in. I think we still have a few minutes. Yeah. We still got another minute or two. Um, Matt, if you have a, a raid target for us to hit in a few minutes, I would be happy to do that. I could take a look here. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Is there like um is there like a current speedrun speedrunner that you're watching right now that you watch all the time? Uh is there oh is there someone speedrunning right now that I, I watch? Uh, no, I mean just in general. I'm oh. curious like what kind of speedruns you watch. So this, I always like to find new stuff to watch. Yeah, I mean I so I would say the um if I were to if I were to advertise someone, it would probably be uh tapioca twitch.tv slash tapioca does speedruns of various yakuza series games and also some extreme sports games uh he's a, a fellow a fellow new jersey resident who i'm a big a big fan of and you know not not too well like, i think a lot of people know fru more for yakuza speedrunning but tapioca i think is also really really good to watch tapioca is that yeah. how you spell it in chat just, uh yep yeah, yeah, just the normal the normal, yeah, the normal word. Is there yoga. is there a symbol of penguin? Yes, that's that's that. Yep. Okay. Cool. Um, Yakuza speedrunner. And then the other one I'd probably recommend uh, is the. I'm, I'm gonna type. I'm gonna say it, and you're, I'm gonna type it in, and you're gonna recognize immediately why I typed it in is because their name is is bullets. Yeah. Because <laughs> like is is part of the yes it is is bullets. Um. This person does a ton of indie games. Uh, like they're working on a 3D platformer called Mail Mole right now, mm-hmm. uh, which is really neat. And he's done. He's been like he's like the sort of person who just gets two runs in the GDQ. Like just and it's like there are games you never heard of, but they're really cool to watch. Um, and so I'm I'm definitely a fan. Like these are people who often stream in like the afternoon for my workday, so it might be like mm-hmm. on the early side for you because uh, you're, you're yeah west, probably but. because uh, I am in Hawaii and I think right. I'm six hours. Yeah. six hours behind you so if it's yeah. afternoon for you it's definitely in the morning time right but sometimes no. i am up in the early morning time sure yeah it <laughs> i have a very irregular sleep schedule <laughs> did you all right so anyway it looks like we have passed ten thirty. did you have somewhere for us to go um well i think i might actually okay okay i might have a dark souls 3 speedrunner excellent it's very on topic let me see here. Yeah, I think that would probably be the best one. Yeah, just put it in, put it in the the DM or in chat or whatever, and I can grab it. Yeah, I'm just making sure he's still active. Uh, yeah, that's always a thing too. That's the I, I got hit with the ad. The age old <laughs> trial of is this person actually still going? Okay, so this guy. This guy has been. This is one of the. Re- he's one of the reasons we have um, Dark Souls three glitchless because he mm. kept asking us in the Speed Souls Discord. He's like, <laughs> "Hey, 
I, I've been running glitchless. Is there an officialist official glitchless category? And like he's the reason he's part of the reason why we kind of work together because he was one of the people that was running glitchless before we had a category, which we recommended. We were like, mm. hey, um, I want to run glitchless. We're like, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, just do it. Make runs, right? Like, why not? Yeah, it's like if there's enough community interest, we'll make an official category. So this awesome. guy's a really good guy. So I think yeah, it'd no, be a perfect seems, raid, seems tar- really good. raid All right, target. So I've got that raid queued up. Uh, I'm going to let you go. Thank you again so much for all the time. This is really a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Thank you for having me. All right. Excellent. Take care. See ya.